the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply and get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on July 13th, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. And lastly, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store and Google Play Store. And welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is Wednesday, July 7th, 11.40 p.m. on the East Coast, 8.40 Pacific. This is your host, ZB, coming at you guys. We're going to get a little Game 1 recap, a little Game 2 preview of the NBA Finals. Join for another show. Really enjoyed our show previewing Game 1. We got Titus. Titus, how are you? What's good, ZB? Ready to bring back another... Hopefully another profitable night, man. I know a lot of our predictions were impacted a little bit by the Giannis news, but you know, now that we've seen how he's played, man, really excited to talk about game two and see what what's up for Thursday. Yes, sir. And we got Moonov as well. Moonov, how are you, brother? Doing well, man. Glad to be back with you guys. Uh, pretty good game one. Uh, looking forward to game two, man. Yeah, Moonov, I saw you had in the Slack channel a couple of messages with a lot of money bags in them. <laughs> So I don't know if you want to recap your game one performance because that was pretty epic, I, th- I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate touting myself, but, uh, um, you know, the player props didn't do so well. I, I think we'll get to the Giannis shoes a little bit. I think that had some effect on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I stayed with the game one trends of Phoenix. You know, they, they like I said, they love, they love playing well at home. They've done it all playoffs long. Um, so I had the uh, game spread uh, minus five and a half at six and also minus six. And then I added some more when the Giannis news came down. I think it went all the way down to minus four and a half. And then we also talked about the over in this game. I think, Zach, you also liked the over in that game. And then also took Suns team total over uh, the 112. Um, was hoping that the Bucks would at least get to 110. There have been a, uh, an amazing night, but uh, can't get too greedy, right? No, you cannot. But we do got to let the people know that there has been some, a lot of success on this podcast in the playoffs. So if you're with us for the first time, thank you for listening. And, um, yeah, let's get right into it. I mean – Fun game one, kind of teetered on the edge of blowout versus close game in the second half a little bit. I think it was a really fun first half. And then the Bucks obviously, you made a little bit of push late. But ultimately, the Suns do get a 13-point game one victory. Now, you know, we know in these playoff series, not to overreact too much, the Bucks have lost game one in both of their prior series. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, obviously really struggled too in game one against Miami, got taken to overtime. So, Dan, we'll start with you. I mean, what was your what was your first impression of the game? And then we'll kick it to Moonoff, but um 118 105 loss for the bucks what do you see dan the most impressive part of the game to me was this the way that chris paul controlled the game he didn't score in the first quarter and then next thing you know he ends up with 32 points by the end of it and i think it's really a testament to the strategy 
that the Bucks saw in attacking Brooke Lopez. Um, this man was left on an island more often than not, and he was just getting cooked. And he's a pretty good defender. Like, I mean, I think he played really well against the Nets. He did well against the uh, the Hawks as well. But I think he was just outmatched, man. It was whether it was Chris Paul, whether it was Booker, whoever got that ISO matchup, they exploited it. And I think that that was a true differentiator, along with the guy we were touting a lot, DeAndre Ayton. That man is a freaking beast. And those 25, 25 or 250 to one odds, man, it's looking really nice right now to, to win the MVP. I mean, it's going to be hard pressed if Chris Paul keeps playing like this, um, that it won't be his award to win. But DeAndre Ayton was just unstoppable, man. Like the rebounding, the efficiency continues. Like this guy has turned into a certified star as a big man. And it's great to see him do it on this stage in the NBA Finals. Dude is not scared of the moment. More surprising. I did not expect Giannis Antetokounmpo to look that good, man. And he's a freak for a reason. Like, he didn't see his normal workload, but he was still very efficient on a per-minute basis. Racked up 17 rebounds in the process. I think this is going to be a more competitive series now that we know that Giannis is actually healthy enough to play. Yeah, and Giannis obviously able to go, I believe, uh, 35 minutes. Yeah, so, you know, no shortage of burn there for him. Munaf, how about you? What did you see in that game one? And, uh, you know, what can we uh, learn from it? Yeah, I think uh, both of you guys already hit the nail on the head. Is that number one, the Bucks have struggled in game ones. We saw that against um, the Miami Heat. They did get the victory, but then again, you know, against Atlanta and the Brooklyn Nets, they struggled, right? But we can't overreact to it because they've made it now all the way to the NBA Finals. So their backs have been against the wall after game one. Um, but if I told you guys that Jay Crowder and Devin Booker were going to be one of 13 from three-point land, do you think they would have won this game? Uh, I don't think so. Um but then, you know, Chris Paul in that third quarter, I believe he had, I think he had like 16 points where he was just cooking. I mean, Brooke, he took Brooke Lopez, like Dan alluded to. Um, he was knocking down shots. He was getting whatever he wanted. And I think I saw a report on Twitter where I think they said they called the timeout in the third quarter and they said uh, space the floor and let Chris Paul orchestrate and do whatever he wants. That's what Monte Williams' message was to the Phoenix Suns. And um, I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, he, we talked about, is he going to seize this moment game one, put a check mark in that box for him. So um, you're going to expect Devin Booker to play a lot better and have a better shooting night. So I think that's a scary part for the bucks. Um, and again, the bigger news, obviously with Giannis coming back, um, you know, Dan hit the nail on the head that it looked like he didn't miss a beat, right? He was dominant early on the minutes weren't there, but I think again, they're probably monitoring the minutes and easing him, easing his way back in. But um, for me, it, it went back to the struggles that the Bucks had when Giannis is on the floor and that the offense has to run through him. And, and, I, and I keep on saying that let Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton run this offense and have Giannis come off these pick and rolls and, and maybe catch lobs in the paint or, you know, have them slashing to the basket for easy finishes around the basket because Again, we're seeing it a lot of times is that, you know, Giannis coming down the dribble or coming down the floor, dribble, 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 passing it off to one of these guys, Chris Middleton, Drew Allen, expecting them to do something. And it just wasn't there for them. But um, it's only game one. I, I think they'll, again, make the adjustments in game two. And then I think, like Dan said, that we'll have a more competitive series going forward. Yeah, I think you guys hit on a lot of what I wanted to say. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway to me probably was that Giannis looked good. I mean, I think we said this a lot during these playoffs that, you know, losing game one in the road, there's nothing to be ashamed of that. You know, the sure. Suns were a big money line favorite in this game. And 
I think to me, if on the Bucs, you've got to be encouraged by the fact that Giannis played well. Now, there's also the flip side of that, that this game was winnable for the Bucs, and they didn't go out there and get it in the seven-game series. I mean, like you said, Munaf, Phoenix didn't play that great, right? They, yeah. they can come back and play much better in game two as well. And for the Bucs, I mean, you shot 45% from three, and like you said, you had the struggles on the flip side from some of the Phoenix's scorers, so could have been a nice night for it. I think for the Bucs, the free throw line, I mean, I think I, you really felt a lot of these misses tonight, especially in the kind of a pseudo close game. You know, Giannis missed five of them as a team, nine of 16 from the free throw line. And then Drew Holiday struggled to score as well in this game. So I think for them offensively, like you said, Muna, Giannis being back changes things. And there's yeah. a lot of that kind of just lackadaisical over the first 15 seconds of the shot clock, getting into their stuff late. Um, and then Giannis, he looked good, but I think he'll start to hit his stride later in this series. Um, you know, when he's less worried about the injury per se. But I think the big takeaway also from this game is just that, and we talked about this a lot in the preview podcast, was the Bucks' on inability to guard the pick and roll effectively um, with Brooke Lopez on the floor. And then these other guys, I mean, they were just getting cooked. And he, Bobby, Bobby Portis, I feel bad for the guy, how, how many times he got left on an island against CP3. And this just really difficult to know what to do with these guys with Book and CP3. And I think the Giannis at the five lineup with Connaughton, um, that seems to be maybe the answer for now. I think you still want to try to establish Brooke Lopez in this series because of how good Aiton was. And he's one of the Bucks' five best players. But, I mean, Giannis plus one in his 35 minutes, Connaughton plus two in his 28 minutes. Everyone else was a negative in this game for the Bucks. So I do think that letting Connaughton play that DiVincenzo role, trying to go small with PJ and, and Giannis in the front court could be a good answer. But, you know, it's going to be tough to slow down the Suns in terms of adjustments, Dan, I mean, what do you want to see out of the Bucks to try to get back in here in a competitive game too? You alluded to it. And to me, it's really the, we saw the best version of the Bucks, at least against the Suns when Giannis was at the five and you had Connaughton in there getting those minutes with PJ Tucker, you know, that they were playing a higher tempo. You know, Chris Middleton was being way more aggressive on the offensive end. And this was all while Drew Holiday continued to struggle. So I think that that's going to be their formula for success, man. They're going to have to get people that can be a little bit more rangy in terms of guarding out on that pick and roll against those defenders. Because now that the Suns lost Dario Saric, and it's crazy. <laughs> I didn't mean to, like, the basketball gods. I called him a bum on our podcast, and the dude tears his ACL. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're, they're going to miss him a little bit. And, you know, their front court is getting a little bit more thin. So I think that the Bucks can – have success running small ball, bring Brooke Lopez. He'll still play his normal, you know, 20 some minutes. The problem is DeAndre Ayton's going to have a field day, but I mean, I feel like you got to pick your poison here a little bit and I don't want Devin Booker to get hot. I don't, I don't want Chris Paul to drop 32 either. I think if they can keep DeAndre Ayton at bay and maybe let him be the focal point of their, their offense, I think they might have a little bit more success because ultimately I think if you can keep Paul and Booker down, your, your chances are a lot more likely to come out with a victory. I, I think the one also uh, one more thing that we also got to look at, if you kind of look at the, the box score or the team stats, uh, the Bucks knocked down five more three pointers than they, than of the Suns, right? They were plus 15 in that category. Obviously a difference to offset that was the Phoenix Suns made 16 more free throws. So, and they made 25 out of 26, which is pretty incredible. And when your two best players are, could be easily 90 plus percent free throw shooters. Um, that's really going to bode well for you. Then on the flip side, you take a look at Giannis again, 
seven of 12 from the free throw line. Um, I'm not sure again, what he's trying to accomplish by getting to the basket or getting fouled because he, he's not a good free throw shooter. And, and, you know, we, we again, heard the countdowns of, you know, counting up to 10 to 11, 12, 13 seconds. But I, I think Dan hit the nail on the head is that for, as far as adjustments for the bucks, they're going to, they need to play with a lot more pace uh, because they have the athletes to do it, right. They have the guards to do it. Um, you have a guy, a, 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 a big man like Giannis who can run the floor. He had that incredible, blo- incredible block, almost LeBron-esque in game one. So uh, the two adjustments I think is number one, they're going to have to find a way to figure out to defend the pick and roll. And then I think they need to play with a lot more pace uh, going into game two. Go back to one thing when, when Monaf just mentioned the free throw discrepancy. I wonder if that's going to change in game two, because I couldn't help but notice that there was a lot of home calls, especially in the first yeah. half where there's a shit ton of contact and the rest are just letting him play. Like I think Middleton probably threw up his hands probably 10 times in the course of the game, which he doesn't usually do. Like he's not really that vocal of a player. And I felt like the Suns were definitely getting a lot more, more calls. So I think if they keep up that pace, we saw that it was forcing the ref's hand a little bit more to, to make them actually make that, make them blow the whistle a little bit. And just wanted to mention that drew holiday, I think that's going to be key for him to get involved early and often. Uh, The bucks are five and one when he scores 20 or more points in the postseason, And they're seven and five when he doesn't. And it was clear, you know, he shot four for 14. He was playing lights out the, the previous three games. He really needs to be, you know, way, way more involved offensively for them to have a chance here. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think in terms of uh, what moving up, what you were saying about the Bucks needing to get out in transition, I think they just need to do that too because they have such a hard time scoring in the half court when, right. when the game is settled. And that really emphasizes everything that makes Giannis – you know, the, the difficulties imposed on your own team. But if you can get out and run as much as possible, get more easy looks, get foul calls, get to the line, all that good stuff. I do think for the Bucks, I mean, how nice would Dante DiVincenzo be to have in this series? It's kind of the first time we really feel like they do miss him just because of the matchup and the need to have another switchable guy who can just be solid on the perimeter. So that is kind of a tough one for them. Obviously, now Sarge goes down. We'll see how that impacts things. And, you know, with game two, I think, this is one that's kind of tough to look ahead to where you feel like the Bucks can come back and feel like we were in game one, but the Suns also should play much better. So like the regression statistics are almost kind of in their favor. Moon out, like you mentioned with the three pointing shooting, yeah. um, the Suns did, you know, they lost game two at home to the Lakers and they also should have lost game two at home to the Clippers with the value. So yeah. we'll kind of see what that, if there's a trend there, I, I like that, uh, drew holiday stat a lot that you just dropped in. Um, Anything else to recap game one, or should we uh, turn the page and look at the game two? Yeah, I'll just add that uh, the Phoenix Suns role players really stepped up. Cam Johnson, he was playing. He got a lot more minutes in in, in uh, replacing Mikal Bridges, who didn't even see. I think he maybe got like 28, 29 minutes or something like that. The dude's a sharpshooter, and he's he's really playing very well. But also campaign. I thought that this guy was so freaking regular, man. Like, his shot is kind of broke. He looks goofy <laughs> as shit. But, like, he's super quick, man. And yeah. I think he kept the 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 uh, the Bucks off balance a lot when Chris Paul was out. So, I think that they've they've really been a, a huge boost to the uh, the Phoenix Suns' depth. And uh, it's really helped them out a lot. So, if they continue to give them the, some quality minutes, I think that this team's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, and, of course, Jay Crowder has a uh... – 
one point of eight shooting and somehow it's a game high plus 19 um you know just a vintage jay crowder and i hope that he him right. and Giannis get some more beef as this series goes along but with that let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and get you guys handicap for game two WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win las vegas experience get in on all your favorite teams players and sports games generous promos odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and make sure to download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? That's okay. Submit a bid for a price you think it's fair, and then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. This week, a PropSwap customer sold a $200 12-to-1 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $1,200. A 5x return for the seller and adjusted odds of minus 160 for the buyer. Better than every sports book in the country. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. So use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Draft day is happening on July 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Ryan Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for a record 24 straight hours. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys. Plus, 15 free entries to Best Ball Mania 2 will be given out. If that wasn't enough, there's $500 draft day props contest based off of Kramer that you can only enter in on the app. So download the app and sign up on underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use promo code SGPN. The SGPN app is now live and in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts, so don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming back off the break, we saw in game one the Suns covered. Game went over the total. Coming back, game two, still in Phoenix. Suns favored by six at home again. Total ticked up to 219 and a half. Dan, we'll start with you. Where are you going with side and total on game two? Yeah, I feel like I got to switch back. Um, I'm taking consistent with my Phoenix money line here, but I think I'm going to I think I'm going to lay the points with Phoenix here. I saw they just look too good. Um, I think Giannis is going to probably need a, at least a one more game to get up to that 40-minute plateau. And I think that the Bucks are going to need to get some motivation on their home court to get back in this series. Phoenix is just rocking, man. And that crowd, I, I just don't see how they can overcome those five points. And, you know, Booker didn't even have his best game, right? So I think there's a lot more. I think that there's some meat left on the bone for the Suns. They could play even better. And I also like the over here, 219 and a half, um, you know, during the regular season. It wasn't this low, and we saw, you know, how well, how easily they they went over this. I'm expecting the Bucks to play better, put up more points, but ultimately, I think this is going to be a Suns victory 
I'm going to take them by their points, five and a half and, and the over. All right. So Dan going with Suns and the over moon app. How about you? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to, I'm going to take bucks plus the points here. I think they'll make the proper adjustments uh, in game two. I think it'll be a lot closer than it was. Um, and like Dan said, I think Drew Holiday is going to have a better shooting night because he's going to be the key piece for the um, uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, going forward, right? He had a bad shooting night in game one, um, but I think this game will be a lot closer than it was uh, in, in rather than game one. You will see, we'll take a look at what they've done uh, in game twos. I mean, it's a very small sample, but I think the loss that they had against the Brooklyn Nets, 125-86, but then they responded back against Atlanta, um, with a 125-91 victory. Yes, it was on their home floor, but um you gotta you gotta know that you do you want to steal one game in Phoenix to ha- give yourself a chance to win this title. So the job for the road team always is to get that split going back to your home floor, and then we have a series, right? Because we say the series doesn't really start until the home team um or, or sorry, the road team uh, gets a victory. So um I- I'm gonna go with the Bucks here and I I I want to continue with the overtrend. I think Bucks team total might be something to also take a look at for tomorrow night. Um, so those are my two bets. I'll, I'll take the Bucks plus the points, and then I'll also uh, go with the over. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks plus the points here as well. Staying with him off of uh, staying with them off of Game One. Like I, I think I think they played pretty well. Um, and yep. for you know the Suns, I think they can play better as well. But to me, the adjustment. Is pretty clear. I think you got to keep switching and and just kind of try to get more out of Giannis defensively. I think he he is going to remain solid and at that at that five position when he's in there defensively. And the more he adjusts into this series, I think you'll start to see him come more alive offensively. For the Suns, I mean they're a great mid range shooting team. You grant it, but I mean Chris Paul and Devin Booker were making some tough shots. They were obviously cooking at times as well. But I think the you know. Bucks come back with some defense in game two and get the win. Um, so I'm going to go with Bucks money line plus 180 in this game too. Um, so I can plus six and on the ML as well. Um, looking for a big game out of Drew Holiday, like you guys have both alluded to. And then I will go under the total at 219 and a half. Um, I think these teams kind of fell each other out, and the Suns obviously got busy offensively in game one. I look for the adjustment, the key shift in this game is for the Bucks to play like the elite defense that they can be. I mean, I think that offensively with their upside is limited in this series. Suns are super solid defensively. Um, I think the Bucks come back, shut them down here, get the win, and I will go under as well. Dan, we'll kick it to you. Any team totals, quarter bets, half bets, or player props that you like for this game? Player props. So I'm looking at Brooke Lopez, and I'm assuming that, you know, that the, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to make that adjustment. Right now, I see his points, rebounds, and assists in that 19 and a half. I'm going to take the under on that because I think he's not going to be as effective, especially with um, the adjustments that need to be made in order for them to keep up the pace in the game. We saw that he was a liability on defense, which is not usually what you expect, but you know, uh, I think that the Suns proved that he's not the, the, most, um, the, the best fit in terms of strategy uh, to stop this offense. So I'm going to take the under on that one. The next one I like, man, it's it's a bit it's a bit high, but after what I saw in game one, I don't see any reason why this man's gonna be stopped. DeAndre Ayton's boards are sitting at 12 and a half. I think he's <laughs> gonna be a good bet for uh thir- over 13 rebounds. He's just a monster, man. And I, I don't see what they're gonna be making these adjustments that Brooke Lopez is gonna be off the floor a little bit more. I think that's only gonna help him 
help control the pain a little bit and uh, clean the glass. So I like Aiton to go over that 12 and a half. Last one I'm going to do, Drew Holiday. His points are sitting at 18 and a half. I think that they're going to be more competitive here. I don't know if it's going to amount to a victory, but I think he's going to get 20. There you go. Dan, you were in the prop shot tonight. Moon off. How about you, bro? Um, I have another article dropping tomorrow for the player prop, so I'll save it for that. But uh, I'll give you one more. I was a, uh, I'll give you one for tonight. Um, I, I say with Mikhail Bridges on three-point shots, but I'll go with a different player this time. I'm going to go Chris Middleton, over two-and-a-half three-point shots made. Now with Giannis back, I, I think that that focus that you're going to have on Giannis, um, that's going to open up the floor for Chris Middleton. We know that he's a great jump shooter, and he, he can knock that three-point shot down. So I'm going to go uh, Chris Middleton over two-and-a-half, three-point shots made. There you go. No props for me in this game yet. Definitely make sure to check out the Slack channel tomorrow and obviously Moonoff's article, which will be on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Anything else for the people before we get off tonight? It is going to be a 9 o'clock East Coast tip tomorrow night. That's Thursday um, for this game, too, and it should be a great one. Anything else, guys? Look out for Scott Foster, man. All bets are off if he's not, if, if he's uh, roughing this game. I think you're going to expect him pretty soon here because, I mean, again, cue the uh, X-File music again, but, uh, you know, they're eventually going to send him out there to extend the series. So, um I'll drop the referee report again tomorrow as soon as it comes out. But uh, other than that, no, man, I'm I'm waiting for some like exciting NBA like free agency news or some yeah, trade yeah. talks to drop. I did see a rumor circulating, and this is draft talk, but um, uh, that the Pelic I think it was the Pelicans, the Thunder, and the Rockets were l- looking to move up to the number one uh, the number one spot. Uh, in the draft, possibly for Cade. And um, so I think that's something that we're going to have to monitor uh, as we get, you know, throughout, as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, it is. And I think there's been a lot of, like, random rumors. Now, you never know how much trust that kind of stuff that gets posted on, like, aggregator Instagram accounts, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so there's been some stuff out there. Definitely saw from the athletic John Hollinger that Pascal Siakam to the Warriors was something to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be definitely a fascinating trade if they could pull off that with one or both of their lottery picks. Um, but yeah, I was hanging out with a uh, Portland Trailblazers tonight fan tonight, and he was very, uh, very, very nervous about Dame Lillard uh, and the potential for him not to be a Blazer going into next season. So Portland fans are definitely already uh, having a rough off season. Dan, anything else before we sign off for the night? I'm on the record. I'm changing my position on the over to the under if, if Scott Foster is officiating because that do be on some shit. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll we'll put a disclaimer out there. If we see Scott Foster assigned to this game tomorrow, we're probably going to go bucks in the under. We'll, we'll parlay those two. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that trend is real, man. Yeah, that's um, that's why I'm already on bucks in the under. There you go. Um, Zach knows something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this was fun. Great episode. So we're obviously game two tomorrow. I'll have a recap show for that. And then the next game, I believe, is on Sunday um, for game three back in Milwaukee. So you get the extra day off to enjoy the weekend. With that, um, definitely check out every podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is the NBA Gambling Podcast. Check us out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Sounds like Moonoff will have an article dropping on player props tomorrow. So definitely get that for game two. and then if you're not in it yet, please get in the Slack channel. That's sg.pn slash Slack to sign up. You can get in the conversation, get our bets. We'll have 
ton of discussion day of the game tomorrow. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Dan, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at, at Dan Titus. That's at Dan T I T U S going to be pushing more NBA content throughout the weekend and be sure to check out all of our other shows on SGPN, man. We're firing content on the daily and uh, hit the Slack channel. We in there. Yes, sir. Muna, how about you? Yeah, as always, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Um, dropping all my plays on there. MLB, uh, my uh, article will be posted on the main Twitter feed, but also retweet it out. So definitely look out for that and also drop in the Slack channel. But like Dan said, a lot of football content going on uh, as we approach football season. So if you're not in the Slack channel yet or following SGPN, now is the time, man. Um, these guys are grinding fantasy football, MMA, golf. It's on and popping right now. So so make sure to check out the website, download the app, and get in on the Slack channel, man. It's a lot of fun. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Talk to you guys later this week. Have a good night, everybody, and let it ride.